we give you praise. We realize, we acknowledge, we come to an understanding and an acceptance that there's no one else like you. Father, we bless you. We give you praise. Thank you for giving us the evidence that there's no one else like you in our lives. And we thank you, O oh God, because this evening, this evening, you make yourself strong again on our behalf to help us understand one more time that there's no one else like you. Father, we bless you. We give you praise. And we adore you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You can take your seat. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for coming. How was your week? So far, good. Good. All right. Um, quickly, I'll just... Uh, somebody asked me on Sunday why I showed the video because it seemed irrelevant to uh, what I said, you know, the things I said. And I said uh, it was because I didn't have, I needed 10 more minutes, but I couldn't extract 10 more minutes from uh, the time allotted. So, so I'll just finish that and then we'll go, you know, we'll try and, you know, go into a conversation or discussion of, of um, uh, what it is. So on Sunday, we'll, we, just a recap, we learned that, you know, there's evangelism and there's fellowship when we share. We, when we share outward or without, it is evangelism. When we share uh, within, it is fellowship. And the aim of both of them is when you evangelize or you share outside, it's to win people into the kingdom. And you sh fellowship, you share inside, and fellowship is for growth, it's for the purposes of growth. All right? And then what is the tool that we use? The tools that we use for uh, sharing outside is our faith. We want to share our faith. We want to show our faith. We want to display our faith so that others can come in. But inside, we want to share our gifts. We want to display our gifts. We want you know, to carry people along with um, our gifts. And another thing I want us to remember from Sunday also is that what? The three things. Everybody is what? Important. Everybody's important. And I want you to know that, that in WorkFan, we are telling you that you are important. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter where you come from. As long as you belong to this body, you are important. And we see you that way. And uh, those that will be listening later on and all of that, if, we are not, if in any way we are not showing you that you are important, call us out on that. And we'll let you, and we'll, you know, we'll... we'll, we'll uh, we'll listen because we're serious about this fact that every person in the in Wokpan is important. And we want to treat you that way. All right? And uh, we said, apart from everybody's important, everybody has a place. Everybody has a place. Why do you have a place? Because you have a gift. You have something to give. If you don't have something to give, God will not, te God will not tell us that you have something to give. So you have something to give. And because you have something to give, you have a place. If you don't occupy your space or your place in WorkFan, we suffer. We suffer. And then the third one we said is that everyone is needed. We need everyone. We need everyone. We need you. We want you. God wants you here too. And because of that sense of uh, that, that we need you, we want you to know that uh, whenever you show up, 
or you do anything or you give us an idea or something, you know, we'll, we'll consider it. We might not do everything, but we'll consider it because we need you. We need you. You are important. You have a place and we need you. All right. Let me just quickly finish with the 10 minutes I said I needed or maybe a little bit over 10 minutes and then I will, I will relate it to uh, those videos. We have seen that fellowship or sharing insight is really, really important. And without it, you, we cannot attain the fullest of God's purposes and counsel for us, where God wants us to be. We cannot attain it both individually and collectively as a body. We cannot without fellowship. All right? So it doesn't matter how much you know. It doesn't matter how much you don't know. You, if you, if you are not fellowshipping, it's difficult to be able to uh, attain that fullness of what God uh, wants you to attain. But the thing with fellowship again, is that fellowship is like, it's like a rose. It's like a stem of rose. All right? It is beautiful, it is desirable, but it has thorns. All right? It's beautiful, it's desirable, it is wanted. Everybody wants rose, you know, a kind of rose. You use it for all kinds of designs and all kinds of things. But also, it has thorns. And when those times of thorns come, how do we deal with it? And that was what I wanted to relate to that video with that kid. He had his family. Things were going right. And some, a thorn arose within the family. And all he wanted, like many of us will do, was to go. He said, I need a new family. This relationship is not working. He said, this thing is not working out for me. I need to pack and go. Which is what we do. Which is what we do a lot of times. When we get hurt, are, are, we, going to, are we going to get hurt? Yes. Sometimes. Are we going to get this thing? Is it necessary? Sometimes it's not necessary. Sometimes it is necessary. However, God did not leave us without, uh, without uh, parameters or boundaries to which we can you know, handle those uh, thorny situations in, in fellowship. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that the mistake that that boy made or that boy is making, even if he gets a new parent, is that he cannot... You know, the, the same blood cannot flow between the new parents and him. We have one blood flowing in us, and which is the blood of Jesus. And that's why when we shouldn't go anywhere. We shouldn't desire to go anywhere or go away or separate ourselves because we have experienced a thorny issue in our relationships or in our fellowship. That is not the solution. The solution to that, God gave us, and that's why I was talking about the one another. Those are where... That, that's what the Bible tells us. There are about 100 one anotherings in the New Testament. 159 of them are things that God wants us to do so that we can put our relationships together, we can get our relationships together and make our relationships work. Number one of the one anotherings, which are the things that God has given us to be able to handle thorny issues and work with thorny issues, just like uh, uh, we, we were taught in, you know, when we were talking about sharing outside, Number one of them is pray. The Bible says pray for one another. Pray for one another. It's really, really critical in fellowship. James, that, that is uh, in uh, James 5.16. He said pray for one another. Pray for one another. If you are not praying for people you are fellowshipping with, you are not praying for members of your church, you are not praying for... Um, you are not praying for uh, things to happen the way they should happen. You are not praying for your, even for yourself. 
and your role in the relationships that you have in your church or the fellowship that you are involved in in your church, there's going to be a problem. We need to pray for one another. Sometimes, you know, when we get hurt, when we get, you know, uh, somebody does something to us and, 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 and it's wrong. If we, we are prayerful, if we stay in prayer, right, I can guarantee you that God will always make a way. God will create situations and circumstances or events that will help things to work out the way they should work out. The reason why strife and all those kind of things still continues in our church, in our fellowship, and in everything that we do, in some things that we do, I mean, is because we don't pray enough for one another. Simply because one person is not treating you right. Simply because one person has done something that you don't like or you don't expect does not mean you should pack your, your stuff and go. It calls for prayer. Pray for them. There are people who have done things to me and, you know, when I prayed for them, I felt better. Even without them asking for forgiveness. Even without them saying anything. When I prayed for them, I felt better. When I prayed for them, I decided to walk more. When I prayed for them, I was able to access them the more. I was able to reach them better. Because God answers prayer. The Bible says the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availed much. Avail much even in our fellowships and in our relationships. We need If you are relating with somebody and you're not praying for them, then your fellowship is not complete. Because Paul said here, he said, we should, he said that is one thing we should do for one another. One another. So if your fellowship is not, if prayer is not involved in your fellowship, you're not praying for somebody. You're not praying for people. You're not praying for uh, uh, the person that, that has, or you have an issue with. You're not, your fellowship is not complete. And that is why we need to go back to this point and, you know, and tell God. In fact, um, what I will do, I have all this one another in here. I will try and print them out. I'll try and print them out. And then for anybody that's interested, you can pick one of them and just go, go over them and use them as a prayer point. God, help me to be in a place where I can encourage one another, where I can one another, where I can bear my brother's body, where I can pray for my brother, where I can exhort my brother, where I can comfort somebody. You know, we need to use that as... I'll print them, you know, by Sunday, by God's grace, we'll have them there. And, you know, we'll have, it, we'll have you know, these copies. There are about 59 of them. And, you know, so that you can pick them up and you don't need to be searching your Bible and concordance to figure them out. All right? So pray. We need to pray. We need to pray for one another. If we don't pray for one another, our fellowship is not complete. All right? All right. The other one, you know, he talks so much about the, the word of God. Also, when we're fellowshipping inside, we need the word of God. We need the word of God. The boundary and the parameter of our fellowship and the basis and the foundation should be the word of God. Everything, you know, the, when we're fellowshipping and we're relating and all of that, I'm not saying don't talk about football. Don't talk about, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm saying that the template, the basis of that should be the word of God. We have to depend on the word of God. We have to be able to live by the word of God. What is the word of God saying? Consider my brother. How does God feel about my brother? It's there in the word of God. What does, what does God think about my brother? It's there. If my sister offends me, how do I deal with that? It's there in the word of God. We have to engage the word of God. And like, you know, like you said two weeks ago, you know, we need to, we need to absorb. We need, we need to be like sponges 
that are absorbing the word of God. We are engaging the word of God. And we're not just engaging the word of God by ourselves alone. We are engaging the word of God one another. So he said, look at what he said here. He said, um, uh, hold on one second, I'll find it. He said, teach one another. What are you teaching one another? The word of God. The basis of the word of God should be uh, uh, to teach one another. Uh, is the basis for teaching one another. And then again, he said, encourage one another. How do you encourage one another? The word of God. He said again, exhort one another. So in exhort one another, Hebrews 3.13, uh, encourage one another, First Thessalonians 5.11, and teach one another is Colossians 3.16. We should teach one another. So the basis for our relationship and the foundation of our relationship should be what? The word of God. Every other thing we're doing, if it's not, uh, 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 if it's not uh, founded upon the word of God, it's going to be a sinking sand. The word of God must be a basis of our relationship. We have to be able to share the word of God. We have to be able to teach one another. And the reason sometimes why this is not working is that some of us are not teachable because we know too much. Yeah, we know too much. We know everything and we are not teachable. But look at what Jesus said. For even a little child, he says, suffer not the little children. Forbid them not, come, not, uh, forbid them not to come unto me, for, they are, for such are the, are the kingdom of heaven. He said, out of the mouth of babes, God has ordained praise. Or out of the mouth of uh, babes and sucklings, God has ordained praise. There's, even if it's a baby, there's something you can learn from them. You might not learn a revelation. You might not learn something. Sometimes it might just be you learn not to do something. You learn, you learn how not to do things. We need teachable spirit with one another to be able to receive from one another and take from one another. Sometimes, we're, especially when we're in position of leadership and all of that, we think, oh, you know, what do you have to tell me? What do you have to show me? And all of that. But, if you don't humble yourself, if you don't humble yourself, you cannot receive a lot of times what God wants to teach you. Because like we said in, like we, I mean, like we said in fellowship, that you cannot know everything. You bring a part, I bring this part, we bring this part, and bring this part. And if this person I despise has a part that will help me, there's no way I can grow. There's no way I can receive. There's no way I can get it. So we need to be able to get to that point where when we're sharing, we're teaching another, we're encouraging one another, we have a teachable and a humble uh, uh, a spirit to be able to, to get... Um, uh, what God wants us to get. Because God, you see, the thing is, the, the, the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God is not, um, God, the Bible tells us, it says God has dealt to every man. The what? The measure. It's a measure that God has given to us. The difference is how I use the measure that God has given me. But we all have a measure. We all have a measure. It is how I use that measure that makes the difference. So I am not different from anybody here, right? Because God is not respecter of persons. Have we all learned that? We know that, right? That God is not a respecter of persons. God does not uh, say this one is better than this one because God created us, gave us the same Holy Spirit with the same blood of Jesus, with everything. So in the eyes of God, we're all the same, all right? The difference is just how we appropriate that which God has given to us. That's what makes a difference. That's why you and I are going to be different. So we're different in our outputs, not in our essence. All right? What we produce is what makes a difference. It's what is different. 
But our very essence is the same thing. And that's why you cannot despise anybody. You, will, you can learn from anybody. You can learn from anybody. You can receive from anybody. It does not matter who the person is. Like I said, you may not learn how to do something. You might learn how not to do something. All right? And then the third one, because of time, because I just want us to, you know, just talk and, and discuss and just, you know, add to um, uh, whatever we, we, we need to add to ourselves. It says, love one another. We should love one another. There's, there's no sharing without love. There's no sharing without love. We have to love one another. What is love? What are we talking about? What is love? What is, what, what is, what is, what is love? Now, some people say, oh, love is, you know, uh, the, the guy went and met Jesus Christ and he said, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, thou shalt love the Lord thy Lord, the, the Lord thy God with all thy might, with all thy strength, and with all this, and thy neighbor as thyself. All right? But I want to tell you, is that correct? Yes, it is correct. But when we look at it in the light of the New Testament, that definition of love is limited. Why is it limited? Because you are involved. He said, thou shalt love the Lord your God. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all thy might and with all thy strength and with all thy sin. And then your neighbor as yourself. In other words, there's permission to love your neighbor as you love yourself. All right? In other words, if I don't love myself enough, then I have permission not to love my neighbor. That's, that's what it's saying. Why is that so? Because that man asked it. Remember the question. Look at the question the man asked. Which is the greatest commandment? So he was asking it under the commandment. And Jesus Christ answered him under the commandment. So it's a commandment. It's, it's, it's talking, he's saying, he's giving us from the commandment. He asked it from the commandment. What is the greatest commandment? And Jesus Christ answered him based on the commandment. But what did Jesus Christ say about love? What is his real definition about love? He said that you love one another as I have loved you. You see, not you now. You're not there. You know, it, it's not a question of you there now. Now, that is, that, is new de- that is his new definition of love. So the real definition of love is not, um, you know, I, I'll love my neighbor as myself. So, you know, if, if I don't have, I, don't, I can't care for my neighbor. That's what it means, right? If I, don't, uh, if I don't think something is right for me, I don't think it's right for my neighbor. In other words, so it puts me in a place where I can determine certain things when it comes to love. But the one that Jesus Christ said, his real definition of love, said, I want you to love one another as I have loved you. That is the real definition of love. That's the real definition of the New Testament love. And if deal with one another that way. I'm not loving you the way I love myself, but I'm loving you the way Jesus loves you. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. Look at how Jesus loved God. He did not consider himself full of anything or worthy of anything. He made himself of no reputation. Just to be able to come. And help us out. Look at the way Jesus loved us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. 
In other words, what can somebody do to you in fellowship that you cannot forgive? If you really love like Jesus Christ is loving. There's nothing that, that, should, be, that should be out of bounds. Sometimes it's going to be, like I told you, it's going to be painful sometimes because there are thorns in fellowship. You know, it's like roses. It's beautiful, but it has thorns. However, if you allow God to just let his love flow through you, you are going to find out that his Holy Spirit begins to suit all your hurts and begins to take care of all those things that are not required, that you don't need, or that are hurting you or ailing you. All right? I want you to know that when we're fellowshipping, right? We're fellowshipping one another. We're fellowshipping with one another, right? When we're doing the one anothering, one anothering is what you, what you, what you think you can do to make that relationship better. Forget about what the other person is doing for the meantime. Forget about it. If they're not doing, if they're not reciprocating or they're not doing like they should be doing, pray for them. Exhort them. Love them. And before you know it, things will start happening that are beyond our imagination. Any question? Any question? Any addition, subtraction? So the person that asked me on Sunday why I use that, <laughs> why I use the video, and he said, I will direct them now to, if that is being recorded, I will say, okay, go on, <laughs> listen to it now. You see the relevance of what the thing is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, any question, any addition, any subtraction, any? Yes. And they're not reciprocating the love. Yes. Um, how do you, so it just, it seems like you're doing all that you can. Yeah. And you're still not getting anywhere. You just continue on? That's what love is. That's what Jesus said. Let me, let, me, let me give you an example. How long ago have you known Jesus? A long time. A long time. In those long times, have Jesus Christ ever done anything and, you know, he says he's not forgiving you or he's not this thing and his love ceases or his love is not continuous towards you? Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying, you know, we have to get to a place where we get to that, we have to get to a point or get to that place where we can really love like Jesus loves, right? We have to. It, it's a gradual thing. I'm not saying, oh, you know, you're going to get there today or you're going to get there tomorrow. That's not what I'm saying. It's going to take time. It's going to take you, you know, a deliberate, you know, work and practice and action and doing it, even when it doesn't, you don't feel like doing it, all right? But the thing is, yes. You just have to keep loving the people the way Jesus Christ will love them. So then do you ask God to give you a, another way to love? Like, you continue to love them, yes. but another avenue to show that you're loving them like he does? does well, it, it, well, it depends on what, you know, what you're talking about. I, I don't know, you know what the area of contention is. or the area I mean, somebody's just, just getting on your nerves really bad. <laughs> 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 One of the things you can do to help you in that area is pray for them. Pray for them, pray for yourself also. And if you pray for them and you pray for yourself, it's going to be a lot easier on you. But the thing is, don't give up loving people, no matter what the situation is. 
don't give up. Yeah, don't give up. I know, I know somebody that you know, kept doing, um, I know somebody that it was a case of you know, getting born again through, you know, I did the administration and all of that, and she was really hot, and all of a sudden she just started doing all of whatever she needed to do. And I, was, and I went after her for years. She would insult me. She would do all kinds of things, all kinds of, you know, for years, more than 10 years, I was, I was after this lady just to make sure, you know, that she has so much potential. She has so much gifts that the body of Christ can benefit from. But she wasn't, you know, she wasn't just there where, where she was. It was after we parted ways. We parted ways and maybe 10 years down the road. No, not, maybe not 10 years. Maybe about five years after, she wrote me a beautiful email and talked about how all those times God had been talking to her and most of the things that I was pursuing her with was what God was using to soften her heart because she had been hurt. So could it be that it's working and because it is working, that's what you're doing? That's the thing. That's what, that's what I was trying to bring out now. That when you love somebody, love is not, never wasted. No work at love, no effort at love, nothing you do out of love that is ever wasted. <laughs> All right? At the end of the day, God will use it. All right. Pastor Larry, I think we can also apply the, the same principle. How many times are you, will you be able okay. to forgive somebody? Okay. okay. Then they, there was a time they asked that question. Mm-hmm. He said, how many times? Mm-hmm. He said 77 Okay. Times. Okay. And, and why is it 77 times? Because nobody will do that for you. For you. 77 in one seven, day. In one one day. day. <laughs> so we also apply that principle to. So there's, there's no way somebody can offend you. It's the same thing, right? So. Somebody comes and says, you know, uh, why are you so dumb? And that offends you. You forgive them one time. You have to do that. The person has to come and do it 70, 70 times in one day. In one day. So what is just, just giving you a scenario. Okay, go, if you want to be unforgiving, go ahead, but you don't have the luxury of doing it because you won't get there. Right? Okay. Any other question? Any other addition, contribution? Anything you want to... Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, one of the questions that I get asked a lot okay. when we're talking about this is you're sharing with someone and you're encouraging them to love in spite of. Yeah. And just like you said, uh, the scripture you gave, you know, uh, where Jesus' commandment is that, you know, we should love others as he, Jesus Christ, has loved us. A quick rebuttal to that would be, well, that was Jesus. (laughs) I am not Jesus. (laughs) That was Jesus, and I am not Jesus. Yes, I'm trying to be like him, but I am not Jesus. And if I've poured out of myself, I've gone out of my way, I've done this, I've done that, I've done... You know, so what do you say to someone like that? I, you know, I, I quite agree. And I'll tell the person that, yes, you, you, you have been given the, I mean, you have been given the spirit of Jesus, you have the mind of Christ, you have, you know, everything, you know, you are the same, you are one with him. The Bible says we are heirs of Jesus Christ and joint heirs with him. We are one with him, we are seated together with him. All those things are there and they are true, right? You know, it's, it's the truth that you may say you don't have it, but you have the spirit of Jesus in you. You, you have the spirit of Jesus in you. You have the mind of Christ in you. 
you have the ability of Christ in you. Now, you may not be there, or the person may not be there right now, but the thing is not to aspire. There's no need not to aspire to that place. And, you know, the thing is to just aspire to that place where, you know, you can come to a point where it's okay. Yes, truly, I can start exercising these things that I know about God and I, and I believe I can do. So, the thing is just, you know, just keep telling them and, you know. Amen. And, and the important thing that you said is just really about getting to a place of humility. Yeah. And recognizing that sometimes it is not of your own self. Yes. You know, because if you say that you want to love like Jesus, you know, yes, it, 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 it may take some effort on your part. Yeah. But coming to a place of recognizing that he exactly. has already given you the mm-hmm. grace. Mm-hmm. Now, truly, you may not be able to Appropriate the grace. Express it, yeah. Yeah. But just recognizing that the grace that he has made available for you is what will get you to that place. Amen. And just being able to, you know, come to a place of total surrender of my own self. I am done with this person because I have done this, this, this. They've done, you know, just like you said, you know, they've not received or... (laughs) Or, or, or uh, you know, acknowledge that you yes. should love and love and love and, you know, all over. But uh, just coming to a place of recognizing that grace, that God, Jesus Christ has made that grace available for you. Amen. And that because you have that mind, yes. the mind of Christ, yes. you are yes. able, you know, yes. and ask him. I mean, just like yeah. you said, pray. Ask, ask him for help. You know, look, on my own self, of my own self, I... I'm done. I don't even, <laughs> this person, this, this yeah. N-word, <laughs> I'm done with this I'm Negro. <laughs> just be done. I'm sorry. But, but, you know, we all do experience that yeah. from time to time. But what you're saying and what you're sharing with us is that really, you know, fellowship truly is as beautiful. Yes. God desired it. As beautiful as roses are, as beautiful as roses are, if not handled carefully, yes. you might get pricked yeah. by the thorns that are on there. Yeah. And that, that is a great analogy. But really, that none of us is desired to do this thing called life yeah. alone, alone exactly. or by ourselves. Exactly. Whatever we have, we need one another. Yes. You know, just like all the different parts or cells of a body. Yes needs uh, each other in order to function. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Any other questions? Yes. Then at the end of the song, they say, Shubonko Dabi Jesu. That's like then at the end of the song he said but i'm not like jesus just jesus just give me the grace so that i can be like him at the end of that song okay although we're like jesus yes we're like jesus but we're just not in our expression in our expression of it we are we are yes yes we are like him we are like him we are like him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Any other any other 
Yes, ma'am. No, you can ask as many questions as you have. Don't limit yourself. <laughs> because we are to be forgiven. Yes. I'm going to use me and Tania for an example. This didn't really happen, but just per se, like, Tania had done something to upset me. Okay. I, I know that. She knew I was upset. Yeah. Do I have to, do we necessarily have to bring it to that person's attention when they upset us? You see, once you're upset, right? The thing is, you're upset, right? Uh-huh. Once you're upset, and um, I don't want to go into some kind of, you know, technical, you know, technical thing. Once you're upset, that means it's bothering you. And you don't want to stay in that situation. You don't, it's not a good place to be where it's bothering you. You cannot relate with her and all of that. Then bring it to her attention. However, you have to put it in mind. She has a mind of her own. Right? If she's not accepting or receiving it, then you have a responsibility for yourself as to how you are going to respond to what the situation is and how you are going to bring yourself to a place of adjustment. Now, I'm saying if she does not receive it or if she does not think it, that she has done something wrong to you, because some of us are, you know, some of us are arrogant. Some of us are not. Mm-hmm. And so you have to put that in mind also. Mm-hmm. That if, in case the person does not receive it, then you just have to be like Jesus. They don't have to tell you to forgive them before you forgive them. Forgiving means you, you, you forgive them. I mean, you, you release them before time. That's forgive. So I can forgive her whether she, whether she says she's sorry or not. I can go ahead and, and, yeah. and forgive her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not carry any of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to be in a place where you are, you know, you are holding grudge, you are hurting, and you know, and things like that. Yeah. In the <laughs> yeah. All right. Any other question? Any other? Any other question? Any? I found out something that forgiveness. You are not actually doing the person that offends you a favor. Exactly. You are actually doing yourself a favor. You are right. You are because right. at the end of the day, you are the one that is torn off. You are right. In fact, right. you skip your, you know, technically, you skip your heartbeat. Yes. Each time you see that yes. person. You're right. You're so you right. better you yeah. remove him to save, yes. save, save yourself. Save yourself. Save yourself. Yes. 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 That's, yes. That's the way you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely correct. Somebody said forgiveness. I mean, unforgiveness. It's like eating poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, <laughs> you take a sound laden with cyanide or whatever it is now, and you want the other person to die. So. He's not even there. He's not even there. That's, it's, it's <laughs> well, it's a thing of keeping your heart pure so that you would be able to love you know, and not harbor or have bitterness because it grows as long as you hold it in. And it also, the Bible does say, if, um, you know, lay your gifts at the altar and go to that person if you have a problem with that person so that you could try to, you know, get it right. And if that person don't accept you, then, then, you know, your heart is pure. See, and I've always, I've always apologized even though, I, I knew it probably wasn't my fault, yeah. but yeah. sometimes I had you have to apologize, and it's not even your fault. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You know, you're so right. you're right. Yeah. I just I just always try to keep my heart pure yeah. Yeah. before God, mm-hmm. because it says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord won't hear me when I pray. That's right. So I want my prayers to be heard, and I want God to be pleased. So and it's that that love that. 
you point you pointed out something that <coughs> sorry my point that's okay, that's okay. <coughs> that um Jesus says love them as I have loved you and his love goes beyond everything yeah. it goes beyond rejection yeah. abandonment yeah. I mean it's a lot yes. it's yes. just so much mm -hmm. and um the mercy just like mercy we have to have mercy for others just like God has yeah. to have mercy for us and we have to forgive just like God forgave us if we don't forgive then you know why why did God forgive give us you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah. so I just I just want to say oh, that fine, fine. yeah um finally I think Pastor Shino shared something about that you mentioned a scripture that Pastor Shino you know alluded to some time ago and it was really really powerful he said uh, God God values forgiveness so much more than our offerings that before you even deal with me I want you to settle the issue of forgiveness so even when you come to me now that's God Almighty himself God Almighty who owns the heavens and the earth and all of that and things like that and we are created to worship him to adore him he said and that same God said if you have something against your neighbor and you're coming to me forget about me forget about me just leave me alone go to this person sort it out then I can wait because I want you to sort yourself out I want there to be a relationship between you and him you can come to me so I can wait God is ready to wait for him to get his own you know uh, share whatever the thing is before, um, you know, after, you know, you guys have done that. That's how important that thing is to God. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Build one another. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's stand to our feet. Let's just, let's just pray for one or two minutes and just ask God to just um, help us in all of these areas that we have talked about this evening and then for the many other areas that we'll be looking at. You know, just, just thank God. Just tell him, God, I thank you because I have the mind of Christ. I have the spirit of God on my inside. I am, I am the body of Christ. Just... Just remind yourself of those truths about God's uh, completed work concerning you. And right now begin to tell God, God, I thank you because I know now I can walk in love. I can pray for my brothers. I can uh, walk on the basis of your word. I can deal and relate with people based on your word. And if you're struggling in any of this area, area of unforgiveness and, you know, hurt and all of that, just put them before God. Say, cast your burdens upon him, for he cares for you. Say, my yoke is light. My burden is easy and my yoke is light. If you're carrying a heavy burden this evening because of what somebody has done to you or for, to you or against you, I mean, you're not, you not carrying the right kind of burden. That's not the kind of burden you should be carrying. The burden you should be carrying is that burden of Jesus Christ, that burden of love. If you have burden for love for people, the burden to pray for people, the, body, the burden to be able to exalt and, 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 and lift people up, those are the kind of burdens that you should, be, you should be desiring to carry. 
not the burden of hurts, the burden of uh, disappointments and all those kind of things. Yes. I, I, if, you, if you have that discipline, just lay it down and just tell God, I'm exchanging these burdens now. I'm exchanging these burdens. Uh, where I have been rejected, I, I, I lay down this burden. And the burden of the fact that I am accepted in the beloved. If you are, if you are struggling uh, in the area of any relationship, just tell God, God, I know I have a good relationship with you. You are pleased with me. You are pleased with me. And if there's anything that's going on between you and anybody and all of that, I just want you to just pray for that person. I'm not saying pray thunder and fire on them and all of those kind of things. Just pray for them. Just thank God for them. Thank God for their life. Thank God for uh, the fellowship, the privilege that you even have that you can, you, you can even, you know, share with them in some form or in some way or form. And just thank them. Thank God for their lives. Pray for them. Pray for their families. Pray for their endeavors. Pray for everything they are doing. Pray for every activity. Anything that you can remember that they are doing and they need the help of God. Pray for them. Pray for them. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you praise. We exalt your holy name. Thank you, O God, for the beauty of fellowship. You said how good and how beautiful is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. We thank you and we bless you because there's unity in this house. There's fellowship in this house. We are growing together into the head who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. We are increasing in the knowledge of him together. We're experiencing the love of God together in this assembly in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. And we exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.